Greetings, friends. Uh, this is our monthly Inside Isla Vista opportunity. That is mine, Dick Flax, Emeritus Professor at UCSB. Get on to the program and to have as my guest, as we often and almost always now have, Jonathan Abood, who's the general manager of the Community Service District in Isla Vista and who is always our go-to person for defining what the issues are and what is happening and what the latest news is. And of course, like most news-oriented uh, programs these days, we start with the COVID situation as it relates to Isla Vista. Um, and I think there are some things that have been happening that uh, you would like people to know about. Jonathan, welcome. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me again. Um, so the first thing that I want to mention that is that the case rate is slowing and starting to go down. So that's a good thing that um, things are getting better. So people can see all that information on the county community dashboard on the public health website for Santa Barbara County. So the, the numbers are, are in a better place than they were you know, a month ago. Um, but what's been still really you know, interested or what's been something that's been of interest to the community is the um, enforcement and to the violations of the health order, like large gatherings, parties in Isla Vista that, you know, multiple households, no masks, no social distancing. Um, the health order changed where it does allow for three households to gather now, but you'd have to gather outside and with masks on and, you know, everyone distant. So uh, that's not what's happening at the you know, gatherings in Isla Vista. There's you know, no mask and no, no distancing. So um, any, most of the gatherings that have been you know, identified have you know, are violations. It's not that you know, now that there's three households that are allowed, you know, it's very limited how you're allowed to gather. Um, so, we so what's been interesting in the community is you know, what is being done to respond to the violations. Uh, and so we that's what our board you know, two weeks ago asked me to uh, organize for yesterday. And so that's something people can always watch online on YouTube. And I recommend people do, because I, I can't really speak specifically to what each agency accurately is doing uh, better than they can. So on Ivy is a city YouTube channel. People can uh, watch the latest board of directors meeting. They're live streamed actually on that, on, on that channel. Um, and you can hear from the county of Santa Barbara, the law enforcement agency, uh, the foot patrol, the UC Santa Barbara and Santa Barbara City College, <clears throat> what each of them is doing to respond to you know, reports that are brought to them. So that's been something that there's been a lot of even question in the community of how many have there been, what are the numbers? So, so what's the, what's, what's the overall uh, story though? I mean, in terms of those kind of violations that this happened did you say last night you had a meeting on this? Yeah, it was last night. Uh, and, you know, it, it was an hour long discussion and presentation. So we had, you know, lots of different, lots of information that is provided. And you know, there's slideshows that people can watch as, uh, as the stream is going on. So there is, the information is there. The story is that, you know, I think part of it has been that there's a perception in the community that nothing was being done. And you know these agencies are saying, okay, here are the things that we have done 
So maybe part of it is that there's uh, some dissonance of what people feel is being done and what is being done or, but there are limitations to what can be done is what was shared is, you know, the, the county is, uh, needs to be able to, you know, fully verify that a violation has taken place. Um, it, a lot of the complaints that go in aren't able, you know, it's hard to verify what's going on or who, where the address is or what it is. So when people submit complaints, I think this is the takeaway, um, whether they're calling the non-emergency hotline in real time. And that's another thing is that all the forms that people use to submit complaints, they're not a real time response. It's uh, only the sheriff's office can do a real time response. So people would need to call the non-emergency hotline, uh, which I can bring up right now. Uh, and it is on our website, ilavistacsd.ca.gov. We have all the ways to report on our website, the different forms to UCSB, City College, the county, and uh, to the sheriffs. But that's the only one that's a real time is calling, which is 805-692-5743. And that's the Santa Barbara County non-emergency hotline. And it's 805-692-5743. And one of our board members asked a good question is what should you say? And you know, you're saying, I want to call to report a large gathering. So that's the only real-time response. The other responses from schools or the county uh, administrative uh, would be the next business day or you know, following business days. So uh, what's the frequency, do you think, of these large gathering violations? Uh, they've been getting lower. I think that's what's been, I haven't done a, you know, I haven't personally been out to check what it's been like at night, uh, but some of our board members have, and they said that it, it's looking like the activity is going down. And one thing UCSB reported is that um, there have been very few repeat violations. So I think, you know, what the thing they're saying is that, yeah, there's few repeats, but there's a lot. So people see that there's been a lot of parties, but that's because there's like, at least 37 households in Isla Vista, like units. So there could be a lot of places to have parties, 3,700. Um, but I think it's a limited pool out of that 3,700 and maybe it's run its course in terms of people don't wanna be a repeat offender. Um, so there haven't been that many repeat offenders and now maybe it's slowing down because you know they've tapped out people willing to be the first offense. Uh, I don't know. That's just, that's my personal opinion. So what would be the point of calling uh, or, or notifying next day responders if you can call the sheriff's department? Uh, some people don't feel comfortable calling the sheriff. Yeah, I'm just sort of spell that out. That so, so if you, the other numbers are like the university and city college and the county government, right? So what will they do? Yeah. They will investigate after the fact. They will investigate after the fact. Um, the county will send someone. It's probably going to be though someone from the sheriff's office, uh, right. but maybe not, maybe not, but most likely will. So I think that it's been so far someone from the sheriff's office doing the next day follow-up, but you know, it's like during the day, knock on the door. Um, so it's, but the with UCSB, SBCC, they do their own, you know, school investigative process. So um, uh, 
repeat again what you started with. So you have it's it's uh, what did you what did you see on the monthly meeting of the board? You're going to have these reports on on uh, the situation. Uh, no, 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 no. We 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 had this hearing uh, as the you know the time to have these agencies come and share uh, with our board and I guess you know, with the public what they're doing and their status so far. Um, but in terms of like the numbers of how many reports and responses, that's not something that they'd come out of our meeting as a request to do. Right. But that's something people can watch yesterday's meeting. Okay, so on the, YouTube. So, yeah. so the so on YouTube is a recording of yesterday's I guess all the CSD meetings get recorded that way, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, the CSD does not do it. Uh, a private individual, Jay Freeman, who's actually also on our board, he records yeah. them and we're gonna transition one day. But <laughs> there it's a uh, the channel's called IV is a city, which we're not a city, but uh that's the name of oh. the channel. <laughs> We're like so, a city, I guess. And Jay, Jay is a semi-private individual since he's a member of the Semi-private, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> member of the board, but does this on his own. Right. So what's your, uh, by the way, in terms of IV population, is there an influx, continuous influx of people returning who have been away? Or what do you think is going on in that regard? I think it's a pretty normal population at this point. Mm -hmm. I don't see a... Maybe it's less a little bit, but um, I think it's pretty normal. I think uh, what, I, what I've seen on like, you know, housing posting websites like Reddit or Facebook where people post looking for housing, I, you know, I, I've seen freshmen definitely looking for places to live in Isla Vista and finding them. Uh, uh -huh. you know, UCSB freshmen, you know, moving from their parents' house where they'd spent fall quarter, but wanting to move to Ivy in the winter. So I've seen that, uh, but I don't know how many. How, what that represents, but I've definitely seen that happening. And what is the uh, plan at UCSB for return to classes at this point? Not till the fall? Or? Yeah, it's a UC-wide plan. And yeah, it's to yeah. return in the fall, I think like normal almost. Oh, well, not fully like normal, but you know, as close as you can get with you know people back on campus for class. And, so there's kind of a power. So the dorms are not occupied. Is that it? Or there's a few people there. There's not. There's not that many. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know the exact count. Uh, more, a little more than a thousand. Yeah. So it's the the mainly the dorm residents who have been distanced from the from here yeah. and trying to trying to connect to classes that way. But if you have an IV apartment, the chances I'm gathering, the chances are pretty good that you're that they've come back if they if they actually are paying rent in IV or have have a lease in, in IV, right? So that's yeah. And there's a lot of subleases. I mean, there's as many people who want to come in. There's people who want to leave. So there's a market. <laughs> there's a whole market. You think you think so, uh, there's a le somewhat less crowding? I would assume, but maybe not. Maybe. I'm not really sure, though. I mean, in my apartment building, it looks like, I mean, that I live in a building five units. <laughs> Four of the units have the normal amount of residents, as it's always been, and one has been empty and now is finally being filled. Uh, but that's, you know, a little line. It's like, yeah, winter quarter. It's now people have been looking for more housing. Right. But um, we were, you know, full except for one. Until right. Okay, interesting. Yeah, no, it's... Uh... 
maybe a, a largely unwritten story, not only here, but generally about how college students around the country are, have adapted to the, to the yeah. pandemic. Um, uh, other than, you know, flurries of cases where there's community outside the campus, community anxiety about the gatherings of students and the, and the infection rates going up in different parts of the country. But we haven't really had that, right? We have not had a, an explosion of, of infection that can be, you know, traced back to Isla Vista, right? I mean, nothing, nothing huge or abnormal. We, we've had, yeah, we've had widespread infections in IV and right. the county, but nothing, you know, it's been really bad, but I don't know if you can't say like, oh, IV caused this major spike. Right. Yeah. I, guess, I mean, I may be wrong, but I, I think the bad was, was definitely the uh, threat of overwhelming the ICUs and the hospitals and, and so forth. You know, and the much bigger rates of infection in the county, which you're right, they're down, but they're still much higher than they were a few months ago. Um, right. So we've got to be careful. Uh, us old folks are, you know, I guess the vaccinations are happening for the over 75 types like me, but um, there's still, I know, a lot of um, confusion, anxiety about uh, how do you get vaccinated and, and who who's entitled and where and what, uh, which is surprising. It's still not really uh, the most organized situation. Is there anything else health-wise in, in relation to Isla Vista that, that's been happening that you want to mention? Yeah, no, I mean, one thing, I, I'll just reply to the vaccine, which, yeah, like it has been very confusing, but one thing that's good is tomorrow there'll be a vaccine town hall uh, maybe not tomorrow. I don't, I don't have the, let me get the, I can get the exact time, but it's in Spanish and English and it's being hosted by the County Public Health Department and it's a town hall on, on vaccines and so on the, on the vaccine process in the county. So I think that would be something that um, could be interesting for people to, to tune into. So this is Thursday. Yeah, I let me. I'm trying to pull up my yeah, um, I, I, the exact time. Oh, so I, I assume yeah, and so it has this, you know, Spanish. Here we go. Let me. So the thing is, yeah, February 11th tomorrow at 6 p.m. And the information can be found. You know, I'm sure at the county public health website. Because you know what I have is a Zoom link, which I'm, you know, probably is not helpful for me to say. Um, but if people go on the county public health website or on their Facebook Live uh, for co the cause, the the nonprofit organization cause, will be streaming it on Facebook Live in Spanish. And um, so there's a lot of options for people to watch. All right. Well, that's good to know. Um, because I think that confusion is real, and I guess they. Maybe they hopefully they'll have something to announce that will give people more feel make people more more aware of the whole situation and what they can expect from here on. I mean, the whole world doesn't seem to know what to expect about the vaccination process. So uh, that is disturbing. 
I mean, even those of us who are going to, I'm about to get my second shot. So I'm supposed to be vaccinated, but even there, there's still uncertainties about, I'm, I'm not going to go back to some, you know, public life that I haven't had right. uh, uh, just because I'm vaccinated. So there's other uh, things that you've been um, very engaged with that have to do with uh, uh, planning in Isla Vista. And uh, why don't you tell, bring us up to speed on, on those things? Yeah, so um, definitely something we wanna let people know like what exactly has happened before we get ahead of, um, you know, what, what is, you know, perception might be happening or not. So we, our board had a, had a meeting on the 27th. Again, this is on YouTube on the same channel where we heard from County Public Works, uh, County Planning Department on the status of the IV master plan and, you know, getting just up to speed on, you know, what, what happened up until 2016, because, you know, there's been nothing since then. So we got that kind of, you know, very wonky planning overview. Um, and then yesterday we had a, another discussion where we said, well, we're gonna wanna uh, maybe find some help or you know, have some options of what kind of help we can find to have some more education on the contents of the master plan, of the planning process and system in general, and what the CSD's options are as a district to have an impact or to move forward if we wanted to. So that's our next step. So we're really in an education phase right now um, because honestly, no one is an expert on planning at the CSD. And even on the master plan, it's a tough document to be you know, well-versed on. So what our board is asking for is you know, easy to understand summaries of things. And you know, once someone said an infographic, just tell, tell me what's in the master plan, what's a, what is a master plan in the first place? So we need to build a lot of that knowledge and you know, we're gonna do it in a public way. So the public will be able to get up to speed too. Cause uh, one thing, you know, one of the comments that came up is uh, how can we people give input if you know, we don't even know what this all is. So we're trying to do some catch up uh, homework almost on what, what the whole planning some... you know, deal is. So the, there was a master plan connected with the fact that the of community development, which Governor Brown abolished uh, statewide. Yeah. And is there any legal requirement that the CSD or the uh, have a master plan, or is this something? What, what's your understanding of that? It's not like a legal requirement, but um, we have the, we have a power to fund an area planning commission to fund yeah the operation of an area planning commission, and we are talking you know and it is an in, it is of interest of our board so far to you know make an right. impact in this area. Right. Um, the and what ha, what came up what's come up is that the master plan is like you know the, it's on the county it's on the shelf of the county, um, but if we were going to change things right now and we don't even know what that means that's why we're doing you know what does change things mean or um if we wanted to get something approved or do we want the master plan to be approved and edited do we want something else we don't even know um yet but if we wanted to do that um you know the the main practical course would be to edit the plan and get it approved from the county at least that's what we heard from the county when they presented to us they you know it didn't seem like they were interested in 
creating a new plan because the power at the end of the day is with the county the, the power of land use and planning in Isla Vista you know while we're while we're not a city is with them so you know they, they also have a say at this point but you know some things our board members expressed is like the, the, who's going to fund and shoulder a lot of the weight of any planning effort so you know it's very early stages in terms of even knowing what's going to happen next but we're starting to have the conversation because we haven't ever really talked about it and it is one of our powers and um, it is something that's interested like the community is interested in and our board members are interested in just how we can use planning to also have an impact on climate change is something that came up um, and we all just another thing that I mentioned at the show before is we got this big step grant from the state on transportation planning uh, and equity so and that's you know that's all about creating a sustainable community mobility plan. Um, and something that's come up is the master plan. You know, one of the big, not you know, the things that caused it to fail was the parking component. And so, if our community mobility plan, how can that connect to the master plan to help make it better? We don't know. I mean, we're, but that's that's another. But that's something that's actually happening. Is this step grant? Is we're going to do a two-year planning process to create a trend, you know, mobility plan for Isla Vista with intense community uh, input and outreach. So seeing how uh, those two so connect it, is another thing. So they'll be uh, hired or appointed somebody to run that project or you already done that or you have that in Yeah, place? it's gonna it's gonna be interesting how we're gonna do it. I don't have an exact way. I mean, we, ba we have a budget 80,000 for outreach and we have a budget, you know, about 75,000 for, you know, a consultant who would yeah, help uh -huh. run the process. So. We're gonna hire a, someone on the consulting end, and then for the outreach, what the state mandates, and it's actually great they're doing this, is we have to hire community organizations to do outreach to their, you know, subgroup. So uh -huh. we would hire like the AS to do outreach students, or we would hire, um, you know, the youth projects or the teen center to do outreach to you know those groups. So uh -huh. that's kind of how the state wants us to do it. Um, and so that's what we would be doing is we have this $80,000 budget where we'd base, be giving out like contracts, grants kind of thing to community organizations to collect the data for us and do the engagement. So when are you going to be uh, actually opening the search for the, the consultants or is that? Oh, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to speak on the timeline right now because I don't okay. have, I don't okay. have it in front of me. It's going to, you know, the step grant's going to be between the next two years, July 1st, uh -huh. 21 through the 20, 2023. So it's going to be an early, in the early time part of that timeline. Well, it sounds like a, a, that's the kind of um, framework that would, would, would actually enhance community, in, you know, engagement of, of, you know, ordinary people in the, in Isla Vista to, you know, have their say about that because it's obviously something people have always been focused on. I don't know whether a parking uh, regulation can come from that, but that's certainly been, you know, like a 50 year concern uh, about Isla Vista right. is parking. And maybe, I don't know if, if that's a topic of, of discussion in relation to this. Is it parking per se? Well, I mean, parking is part of, the of transportation and mobility so yeah, yeah i mean and part of it is also you know 
some of the ideas we might have might get rid of parking or they might not. So right. we, it's really like, yeah, it's all going to be part of the whole. And we're going to hear from the community what's important to them. What are their needs? Like, are, is their transportation need this? Is what, and that's what leads them to park in Isla Vista. So we'll actually learn a lot from the process to then even know. I mean, that's what our board was saying is, and, and that's, you know, I totally agree with this is, we'll do the step grant process. And at the end, we'll also know, you know, do we need to do this or do we need to do that? Like is a parking district the, the next step or is, you know, more partnerships with MTD, you know, we can potentially theoretically apply for additional powers from LAFCO. I mean, there's, who knows what the possibilities are two years out because two years ago, we didn't know we'd even have a major grant like this to give us the opportunity, so. Uh, to to do this work, so yeah, it's uh, who knows. It's we'll we'll see at the end of it. So um, you're, it's it's uh, always fascinating that you're always busy <laughs> with yeah. with uh, all of these things uh, and uh, uh, the the vision of self of self government holistic being played out in in so many different ways that, as you just said, you not necessarily even expected. Uh, certain opportunities or certain frameworks right. to do that. So I hope you're still having fun yourself in this. And um, you're no, not it's answering. a great time. <laughs> it's a great time. And, uh, and uh, I just, I always like to check, what's your sense of community interest in the CSD and the board and so forth? You, you still have a feeling of a constituency of, of interest out there. It there's a good interest. I mean, you know, our internship had a huge amount of applications. Oh, really? um, uh -huh. Yesterday, our board meeting, we had 40 people there total oh. Oh, terrific. Um, in attendance. So, I mean, our planning discussion was packed, but, uh, you know, the, the content, some of our feedback was like, it might have not been too public friendly. Um, uh -huh. But it was packed, you know, people came, the, the planning issues of big interest. So, there's a there's people engaged, so it, we could always be better, and that's one of the things uh, we're going to be investing in is a community engagement person to up the engagement of the CSD in a formal way. So you plan your plan for that? That's yeah, right. it's going to be a hired position. People can look forward to. Terrific. All right. Well, uh, as always, this is a great pleasure to talk with you, Jonathan Abood. I'm Dick Flax, uh, Professor retired at UCSB. Uh, always a pleasure for me to have the chance to learn more about what's happening in Isla Vista. And I hope you, as a listener, has al have also um, gotten some information that you can use or that you are, are uh, happy to have as a result of Inside Isla Vista. So thanks for being a listener today. And we'll be back, I'm sure, in a few weeks. And the program itself is a weekly feature here at KCSB. By the way, uh, uh, there's going to be a fun drive coming up on, on uh, KCSB, our annual membership drive this year, affected by the fact that we're not doing uh, able to do the live um, fund, funding, phoning in solicitation. But people know how to do online donations more than they ever have and uh, we're hoping that this year there'll even be an unexpectedly large response to our 
ask for community sports at KCSB, which I've had the pleasure, I realized yesterday, of being on this station with my program, Culture of Protest, as well as the Isla Vista programming. Close to 40 years I've been doing this. Um, I think I'd be better at it than I am, more polished, but I'm learning. Anyway, so thanks for listening. <laughs>